0: The Sportscaster and Her Son is brought to you by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years. Makers of Liquitite Flexible Conduit, electrically connecting our world. Uh! Welcome to the Sportscaster and Her Son, where sports bridges the gap between generations, from baby boomers to generation X, Y, and Z, and anyone in between. You can find the sportscaster and her son on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that you listen to your audio. I am your host, Peggy Kaczynski, 12-time Emmy Award-winning sportscaster at NBC in Chicago for 17 years.
1: And I'm Jason Kanander, contributing writer for various websites, including Minor League Ball, Fansided, Busting Brackets, and Windy City. And I actually noticed that you added your Emmy Awards to your (laughs) intro. Yeah. Um, I think that's a little more than I counted in the basement. So we're going to need a fact check on that.
0: Hey, come on. So obviously, he is my son. Uh, We have disagreements like that. Um, But that's why we're doing this podcast, because it helps us bridge the generation gap between us. We do talk about sports from yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So in this episode, we're going to have some fun. And we are talking from Jock to comedy. Funny people in sports. Jason, you don't think I'm funny? No, not at all. Come on. I think I'm actually funny. I think it's been one of the things about my long career in sports casting is that I've been able to show not only a serious side, but also my funny side in sports.
1: I think Dad is a lot funnier than you. What? Yeah. Dad is not funny. Dad's, Dad's hilarious.
0: Uh, tell me how. What do you find funny about your father?
1: I think he's funny when he doesn't try to be funny. Like, like a lot of people think that their dads are like cringeworthy no dad's just funny when he tries to explain things
0: so you're actually laughing at him
1: sometimes i laugh with him sometimes i laugh at him for you it's kind of like i think i think for you you try to be too careful with like the jokes that you make like you don't want to like you don't you don't want me you don't want my like my jokes like lean one way just because you joke about a certain thing i think you have the potential to be funny i just think you need to kind of like you need to kind of like take off the leash here because like like all your, all your jokes you make to me are like pg and like haha like, like it's kind of funny at times but like i think mean, you need to know your audience like i i i could take some funny jokes i do know my jokes. audience
0: that's why i'm being careful around you you don't need to hear your mother telling a dirty joke
1: you don't I, need i to... think we're at that point well okay uh, wait not how not old maybe are you? not i'm 17
0: uh, you do not need to hear me i know
1: yeah i don't need necessarily need to hear a dirty joke but i also like you know, like, I think I could I think I've reached like the next level of comedy with you. you know I mean? <laughs>
0: okay. That is a hard point to get to as a parent when you can say certain things in front of your kids uh, and not cringe. You know, I wanted to do stand up. When I was in college, I went to Southern Illinois, Illinois University yep. in Carbondale, um, and HBO and Catch a Rising Star Comedy Club in New York was doing a special called, uh, I think it was like the Search for Campus Comedian or something, and they were going to various college campuses holding live shows, and uh, you signed up to do a stand-up routine in front of the live audience in, in Carbondale, and there were hundreds of people there, I mean Hundreds of people. So I did it kind of as a dare, but then I finished second. And the guy who finished first was Joey Gutierrez. What, were there three contestants? No. Uh, see? See what I mean? Now, that's not funny, Jason. I
1: think it's pretty funny.
0: Okay. So, no, there were probably a dozen, at least, uh, people who entered from Carbondale. The guy who finished first was Joey Gutierrez. And he went on. He left college because... They said to him, the guys from Catch a Rising Star said, you have a ton of potential. He left, went to Hollywood, and became a writer on, I think, Full House? He was a writer for years. And I just hooked up with him on Facebook again um, because he uh, has had a a fabulous career now writing in Hollywood. Bill Dwyer was a radio TV um, broadcasting uh, graduate like me, and he was in the department with me. He finished third behind me. But Bill's comedy was more F-bombs. Everything was, you know... I like that. Yeah, F this, F that. So when I finished second... And the guys from Catch a Rising Star said, well, if you really want to do this, you need, when you go home to Chicago over the holidays, you need to go do some open mic nights. And I thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to go tell my mom. I came home. I said, Mom, I finished second in this uh, stand-up comedy thing for HBO. She didn't know what HBO was. I said, well, Catch a Rising Star is this comedy club in New York. And she said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are not Stepping foot in any comedy clubs (laughs) because she thought that all comedians do is sit at the bar, drink, smoke cigarettes, and it was just a nasty lifestyle. And there was no way her daughter was going to be able to do it. So I could only dream about being a stand up comedian, which I would still love to do to this day. To this day, there's some funny things, Jason, though. You have to admit, there are some really funny things. Like I let you watch Chris Rock when you were really young. Remember the Chris Rock show?
1: Oh, everybody hates Chris. Yeah, I remember that?
0: Remember that? Do you remember yeah. how you found out about Santa Claus?
1: Yeah, from that show. I was in 3rd grade. Um I mean, I kind of already knew. Tell, tell us about like what the,
0: happened. I
1: don't know. There was an episode about um like the kids going into the closet and like seeing all the toys and like asking their parents if they can like open them early and like that was just kind of like the final nail in the coffin. It was just kind of like, all right. Like, you Santa's you looked
0: over at me. We yeah. We're watching, and I was in the kitchen. No, I
1: actually watched it before, and then we watched it as a family because I kind of <laughs> wanted to prove to you, like I, like I know that you're Santa.
0: And and you, and, and, so we kind of did a wink, wink, okay. But your twin brother was <laughs> laying on the couch watching it. And how old were you guys?
1: Uh we were eight,
0: eight years old. Do you remember Shay turning over and looking at me? No. He looked at me. Waited till the very end of the episode, and he looked at me and was like whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is, wait a minute. Is that true? Like he waited. It, had it hadn't quite sunk in for him.
1: No, yeah. No, I was complete opposite. Actually, no. I remember in first grade, I would go into your closet in your room and I'd see all the stuffing I got for Christmas. Oh, my gosh. So, like, I had speculated it since I was, like, six.
0: All right. So there's really funny people in sports. I think one of the funniest of all time is Charles Barkley. And we never laughed so hard than when he decided during halftime of TNT, halftime show, it was a Rockets-Lakers game, and uh, they were talking about what is not going to happen. What are things that are never going to happen? And obviously they were talking about the NBA. And Chuck decided to take it to... Jesse Smollett.
2: Ernie, what, yeah, what's the most ridiculous Church. one over there that's still living that you would say has no chance of happening? Um two 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 black guys beating the black guy up. And have uh, a black Sorry, That's that's not that's not on here, man. Uh, the Clippers, well, the Clippers will not make the playoffs. <laughs> and uh, what kind of hats they had on, Chuck? Magus. 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 All right. I think, that's probably, I think that's probably it. Okay. The Lakers will not make the playoffs. The Kings will is the latest addition. Go ahead, Kenny.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm you, sorry, but John. that Here is funny. Jackson. Yeah. That Was that not one of the funniest yeah. things you had I, ever I, heard?
1: I remember seeing that on Twitter like right after it happened, and I cannot stop laughing. I'm a huge fan of Inside the NBA. Uh, Shaq's another one of the funniest people in sports between Shaq and Chuck, and it, it's so, that, that show, it, it's unbelievable. It's just, anytime, anytime you need a good laugh and turn on TNT, um, halftime show, post-game show, it's just, it, it's so funny. A
0: lot of athletes on Twitter are funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. You just, you gotta know where to look. It's not like... like who? It's, it, the hard thing is figuring out who is funny, because, like, the ordinary sports fan is aren't gonna know who all these guys are, but... Some guys that I think are funny are um, Frank Kaminsky. He uh, actually went to Bennett and then Wisconsin and then played for the Hornets, and now he's on the Suds. He's pretty funny. He has his own podcast, I believe it is, through Barstool Sports. Um, Another guy who I find very funny A little bit before my time, it's Jose Canseco, and I don't necessarily think he tries to be funny. I just think it's the way that he uses Twitter. I can sit there and Like stupid funny? Yeah, it's just stupid funny. It's like, you know, call this number if you're looking for for a massage or like... (laughs) You know, what? it's it's like stupid stuff, saying that he can fix players' swings, but it's so funny because it's in like broken up English, nothing's punctuated, it's, it's hilarious.
0: Peyton Manning is funny, but I'm not sure if he's funny on his own, or he can pull off scripted funny, yeah. because his commercials are funny, but his Saturday Night Live skits are legendary funny.
1: Sometimes it helps to have an adult around. All right, all right, all right. That's why Peyton Manning takes time out ready? to volunteer with local youth groups.
2: Right, you guys ready to play some football? Yeah! Let's put our hands in. All right? We're gonna have fun. We're gonna encourage each other. Teamwork on three. One, two, three. Teamwork.
1: Peyton uses football 90. to teach valuable lessons of communication.
2: Check, 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 check. Paint, paint. Watch the blitz. Brown fifty-five razor. Set. Open. Get open. Get <laughs> your head out of your ass. Suck. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Here, let's go. Except you. Okay, I'm sorry. Do you want to lose? I throw, you catch. It's not that hard, okay? Alright, get the out of here.
0: He just has this great deadpan delivery. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of my favorite times was when announcers are funny. Dale Talon used to be the um uh, color commentator with the Chicago Blackhawks with Pat Foley. And back in 1996, they both lost it when an Ottawa Senators player, Sean Hill, um, blocked a shot, blocked a Blackhawks shot. I think it was Eric D'Aze. Uh, he blocked a shot, and you could tell they were talking about it. Oh, he blocked a shot, and oh, that's never easy, and that hurts. And then you could tell they're watching the replay, and as they're watching the replay, well, we'll let you listen the dead air afterwards is absolutely hysterical because you know they are both laughing off mic and they can't talk. It's priceless.
1: Passing sequence. And Sean Hill blocked that in a bad spot. He's down. And Daze, we know he can really fire it. Just missed. Would have beaten a goaltender. And Hill had kicked out the right leg. He
2: was vulnerable inside the right knee area. And he sticks out his leg like a goaltender. And, uh, well, from the second angle, it doesn't look... To me, like it hit the knee. I said he got in a bad spot. (laughs) Not his (laughs) knee, maybe his weenie. What passing on that sequence, though, huh, Dale? Nichols, great work shooting the puck to Craven. The shot in behind the net. Just missed. They failed a clear. Good job. keeping it up.
0: So today we talk about one of the funniest guys in sports that I know. He's a guy that I covered, played with the Chicago Bears. He played for the San Francisco 49ers. He was in the NFL, I think, for like 11 years. I'm not really sure. Um, Now he is retired, but oh my gosh, he is letting it all out with over... One and a half million followers on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. He is former defensive tackle Anthony Spice Adams. Double A, how are you? Welcome to the sportscaster and her son.
2: I'm great. Good morning.
0: Good morning. And uh, we should say cheerio since you're in London. And what are you doing in London?
2: I am filming ABC's The Great American Bacon Show. It'll be out in the States in uh, December, so I'm excited about that.
0: You are just all over the place. Were you always funny? Were you always funny as a kid? I mean, what? where did this comedy come from?
2: Uh, well, I was the only child growing up, so when everybody visited my house, I used to always try to entertain them so they don't want to come back over, because I didn't have any brothers or sisters. <laughs> so, I guess that's you know, where it all started. You know, me just kind of like entertaining.
0: Give me an idea. Like, what kind of things did you do? Like, I know when my grandparents were over, I used to do, I used to dance for them. So I would do like belly dances as a kid because I thought, you know, all the the TV shows at the time was the Carol Burnett show and um, Mm -hmm. Sonny and Cher and these variety shows. And so I used to pretend like I was on variety shows. So what did you do to entertain people when they came over when you were a kid?
2: Well, I didn't belly dance. <laughs> uh, you do
0: now. I've seen it. I didn't. I
2: didn't. Uh, I didn't have enough confidence in myself to do belly dance because I was a little chubby dude. So I didn't belly dance, but I did everything else. I used. I used to, you know, make myself like trip and fall and stuff like. That, or fall down the stairs, or just do like a, a comedy bit that I've seen on TV or something like that, or do an impersonation of somebody. So, you know, things like that. It was basically just like Saturday night live around my house <laughs> to try to get people to come back over and spend some time with me. Yeah, you because know, I was I was lonely. I didn't have any brothers to, to do it with or any uh sisters that I could get on their nerves or anything like that. So
0: it was the physical comedy. I love it. Jason, go ahead.
1: As a player Penn State, what do you think the funniest prank that you pulled was in the locker room?
2: The funniest prank was I used to wear these teeth in my mouth and one was like a gold tooth and the other ones were like they were really spaced out like it, it looked really bad it looked like i needed to see the dentist and i had been neglecting to go for over 30 years like that's the <laughs> set that i had in my mouth and i would get it out in my stance and i would mess with the offensive linemen like all the time because i <laughs> i didn't i didn't i didn't wear a mouthpiece and i still i still i didn't wear a mouthpiece um, when I was in a pros either because I don't like talking with it because you can't really communicate. It's like you, you say something to somebody. like Tommy Harris, you always have to communicate with them. Cause right. He never knows the play or whatever. Like, what play is it? And it's, it's difficult when you got a mouthpiece in and you're trying to talk. Like, rib- 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 rib. <laughs> it sounds like you're talking like a baby, you know, and you can't understand it. So I, I never wore a mouthpiece, and my teeth are still chipped today from that or whatever, but. Um,
0: Did you I chat with the, the guys across the line? <laughs> would, would you would you would you chat with the offensive linemen on other teams when you were in the NFL?
2: No question. Well,
0: give no me question. an idea. What were some of the talking, things you would trash talk? I was about?
2: doing something. For instance, we played against Arizona Cardinals, and my mom is cool with Reggie Wells' mom. So when you're uh, a part of the traveling team, you always get the worst ticket. <laughs> so if you're the Arizona Cardinals and you're playing at Soldier Field in Chicago, Chicago's going to give you the worst tickets because they don't care. Like, you're you're the visiting team. Like, no, they don't care. So what players would do is they would try to find somebody that they knew on the team so that their parents or their loved ones could sit in better seats. So I got Reggie Wells' mother tickets from me so during the game i was talking to reggie i'm like hey reggie you know i got your mom some tickets so you need to give me i need to get a sack on <laughs> Kurt warner i need to get a tackle for loss or something like something got to pop off man like i understand you're gonna pay for the ticket and everything but i still had to get it so you know a little stuff like that i was i was I would talk trash every now and again. I I I really wasn't that much of a trash talker, but if need be, you know, I might say something slick to somebody. I know I'm a
0: short dude. I'm not I'm not the biggest guy. No. Yeah, that's um, for that that is for sure. But I was in those locker rooms and I knew for a fact that there was stuff going on before they would let the media in, and half the time guys were turning and looking over in the corner where AA's locker was. And I knew we'd be like, "What did we just miss? We just missed something." So, what are some of the things you would do to your own teammates in the locker room?
2: Um, I didn't I never liked anybody around me being a tight And if I felt that, then I would just, I would get on your nerves until, you know, you you acknowledge me or something. I remember one time, Tommy let this go on for at least 30 minutes. So uh, I noticed that he wasn't his usual self. So I got me a jump rope, and I just (laughs) jump roped in front of him. (laughs) And... Not only Wait, and, and how big were you, how,
0: Anthony, how big were you at the time? Oh, I'm like,
2: what do you mean? Like, I'm, <laughs> I've i always been over 300 pounds. <laughs> and, you, and you're jumping rope in front
0: of Tommy Harris's so locker. I'm jumping
2: rope. I'm doing, like, all the Rocky stuff, like, everything. <laughs> and he's just, like, he's not acknowledging me. And I'm just like, oh, you're going to say something. And so I'm just, I'm jumping. I'm all in his face. Like, everywhere he moves, I move. And then the jump rope started turning into dancing. And by that time, my calves were on fire. (laughs) It was was probably the best, like, pregame warm-up that I've ever had. Like, I I, I didn't need to warm up. This is how much I was getting into it.
0: Oh my and then gosh.
2: finally, after thirty minutes, like he just busted out laughing, and he did me the, the hugest favor because I was gonna keep going
1: <laughs> until he laughed. Oh my god! But that—that that was me. In a nutshell, did you intend for social? Did you intend for social media to become as big of a thing for you as it is now? Before you are done playing, like was this something where you were like, after I retire, I'm gonna put more of an emphasis on? In- my presence on social media or was it just something that kind of happened
2: no it's it's been a story of my life. I didn't like social media. I thought it was I thought it was stupid like I didn't understand Twitter. I'm like so you just write what you're thinking at the time, and then other people like chime in off of what you're thinking off of a tweet like I was like, this is stupid like if I'm thinking about something, why do I want the rest of the world to see that or whatever like that's dumb, but you know, talking to all my teammates and everything, they're like, man, you are built for social media. And I, I, I couldn't see it. I was like, this is dumb. You know, I was just focusing on football. But um, just basically off of a dare, I started putting stuff out there. And then, you know, after so long, you know, it, everybody had been receptive to it. And it's, it's it's basically like the story of my life. Like, I didn't like football. I like, "This is stupid. <laughs> four, it's four hours that you watch the TV screen, they're either going to run or they're going to pass. Like, that's it. <laughs> it's, they're not, they're not going to do anything other than that. It's going to be a field goal, a kickoff, a punt. But other than that, they're going to run the ball, they're going to hand the ball off to the running back, or they're going to pass the ball to a tight end or a wide receiver. Like, that's it. Like, who wants to watch that? But my mom dropped me off at high school. And once I started playing the game of football, I absolutely loved it. And it's the same with Twitter, social media, Instagram, all that type of stuff. Once I started doing it, I loved it. Same thing with fantasy football. I love fantasy. I played fantasy football while I was still a player.
0: You did? Really?
2: Listen, when you get in the huddle, when it's, like, a TV timeout or something like that and they start showing, like, all these highlights and stuff on a, on a jumbotron, I was really paying attention.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you had a guy on your team.
2: <laughs> yes. So I'd be looking to see what LaDainian Thomason did or what Adrian Peterson did, and, like, I'd be, like, celebrating and everything in a huddle, and they'd be like, we haven't even gave you the play yet. Like, what is <laughs> Oh oh no! Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, but what if you were playing but, the Vikings and AP was? I was just about to you. Yeah. That. What What do you exactly, do then? You, you, exactly.
2: Exactly. You, you let him it in the end always zone. Always worked out for me. It always works out for me. One year, I had uh, I had to pick Aaron Rodgers. You, you got you, you had to pick Aaron. <laughs> I would bench Aaron when we played him, and it paid off for me.
0: Oh my gosh! So so how when you started the skits? Let me tell you, the retirement skit had me crying. I was crying. At White Castle. Oh, at White Castle. Oh, my gosh. I love that one. That, I mean, I, I don't know how well this uh, translates um, to a podcast show because we you are such a physical comedian. But right. so darn funny. Tell me what your was that that wasn't your first skit what was the first one what's your favorite one and which one has just gotten the most traction
2: my first one was I did a YouTube video stuff that NFL free agents say I like spending time with my kids more so than playing on the football field anyways I'm gonna start this diet next week though I'm gonna start this diet up next week though Ooh, Capri Suns? Start that diet up next week. Ooh, Apple We'll start that diet up next week. Oh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. We'll start that diet up next week, though. You probably be up next week, bro. Because I, I saw at the time people were doing stuff short, people say, stuff tall, people say, stuff black, people say, stuff white, people say, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, nobody really has a uh, stuff that a free agent might say. So I did it, and it got maybe like 300,000 views or something like that. I was like, oh, man, people must like that or whatever. That's pretty cool. So then I did uh, other videos. I started doing videos like every two weeks. So then I put out the retirement video because I was just like, no team has expressed interest or anything like that, and I was just like, "It's so late in the game right now. Like, I'm not gonna be able to whip myself into shape like this." So I was like, "I'm just, I'm just gonna retire." I happened to be riding past a white castle, <laughs> and I said, "No one ever retires at a white castle. <laughs> Every, like, I've never seen it done." Oh. I look over at my wife and she says, no, I know what you're thinking. Like, we cannot, we got the baby. We can't go inside of a White Castle. There's going to be people in there. I go inside of a White Castle, there's nobody in there. I say, this is the perfect time, come on. And my wife is always leery about everything. Like, she is, she's a worrywart. Yeah. When I when I did this, we did a Chick-fil-A <laughs> okay. video. Winter Chick-fil-A and ordered fries. <laughs> yeah. You already know what kind of size. Let me get that large, though. <laughs> when I did this, we did a Chick-fil-A video on a Sunday. So there's nobody there. It's closed. The police are going to come. They're going to see us out. I'm like, listen, the song is only a minute and 18 seconds. Let's just go right here in the parking lot and shoot it really fast. We shoot it, and right after we shoot it, she's running back into the minivan <laughs> like like we just did graffiti or something in an open area. Like, Anyway...
0: What which skit has gotten the most traction? Which one? What's been your the most popular one so far?
2: The most popular video on YouTube is the Chick Fil A song that I did, which is available on all music platforms. Shameless Club. <laughs> um, that's the most popular on YouTube. The most popular video that I did on Instagram is I made up this character called Reggie, who uses a lot of hair dye. Yeah. That is the video that it just—it was exponential the amount of views that it got, and it—it it was hard to track because other people were posting it on their page, and it would get you know a million something views, and then you know Snoop Dogg or uh, Jamie Foxx or like everybody else would start posting it, and it was just hard to keep keep up with. But it—it it went crazy when I posted that video. Within like thirty minutes, I had like over six hundred thousand views.
0: Oh my gosh! It it
2: just got out like so fast, and I was like, "Wow!" So that video, and then the Cream Biggums video I did—the very first Cream Biggums video I did. So, and I almost I almost didn't even post it because I it was so stupid. And and usually the stuff that you put the most production in. That's the stuff that never goes viral. Right. Okay, I'm going to have this drone, and I'm going to fly it 500 feet in the air, and then I'm going to get this other camera that shoots in 4K, and then I'm going to get this guy to do this, blah, blah, blah. That's the stuff that gets, like, 10,000 views. But the stuff that is the dumbest stuff in the world is the stuff that goes viral. <laughs> but,
0: you, wait, you I'm, had I'm, one. I'm in my garage,
2: and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to do... Out of these stupid like little basketball moves, but I'm gonna do it with yes. some goggles on. I, right. love, I love those. The, I love
1: those.
0: And the Michael Jordan shorts taylor. that are too tight and too short. Just
1: throwing the ball nice. yeah. I love Oh it.
0: gosh. You you so look have guts. This got... is what I
2: did, right? I got it I got it stored in my phone. And I'm just like, I'm not gonna post this. This is stupid. This is dumb. This is the dumbest thing like, no. The finals happened to be on, I think Cleveland was playing somebody, I don't know, Um, I forget when it was, but I was at, my son had a track meet, and we were in like, we were at Ball State somewhere, something like that, so we stayed at a hotel, and I was dozing off, I was going to sleep, so right before I go to sleep, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just post this stupid video, like I'm, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna get it out my phone, get it out my brain, so I post it, and then I go to sleep. I wake up, my phone is z- 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 <laughs> like it was going crazy, like multiple notifications, like it was going crazy. So uh, I, I wake up, I look at my phone, like like all of these missed calls and text messages, and everybody's like, Kevin Hart just posted your video on his page. Oh my god! And I'm like, I'm like, Kevin Hart, like stop, like maybe he commented. On my video, but he didn't post it on his. Kevin Hart doesn't post other people's stuff on his page. Like, like why would he do that? So sure enough, I go to his page, and the video is on there. And I'm still kind of sleep or whatever. I'm like, I I didn't comprehend that you know Kevin Hart just posted it on his page. So I was like, this is crazy. Like I'm looking at his say Kevin Hart, and then his comment that he wrote after that. And I'm just like, this is crazy. So after that, then like House of Highlights and all of these other uh, like pages with millions of followers or whatever started posting the Cream Biggums video. And then after that, I was just like, this seems like this could be a character. Now Cream Biggums has like over 200,000 followers <laughs> and he was in NBA Live 19. Oh, my God. With an overall rating of 89, one higher than Matty Johnson. <laughs> it was crazy, man. It is unbelievable.
1: Would you say that Kevin Hart's the most famous person that's giving you recognition, or if not him, who 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 would you say is the most famous person to retweet or post one of your videos on social media? Um
2: uh, yeah, maybe Kevin Hart and maybe The Rock. Because, uh, you know, I did season two of Ballers. I did three episodes, and he's a great guy. He's a he's a more talkative Brian Erlacher. Really? Yeah, like, he's just real down to earth. Like, you can talk to him about anything. Like, he doesn't take himself too serious. I mean, he's a megastar. Yeah. But he's just, like, he's just real cool. He's just like, hey, Spice, so tell me about Lovey, like, how was it? How was he as a coach with it? Like, or he will just be like, "Hey man, how you feel with your lines? Like, you want to go over your lines real fast? Like, do you feel comfortable in saying this and that?" I'm like, "What? Wow!" He's just a real cool dude. Wow. Real cool dude, man. And even like even this. So my frat brother, <laughs> his wife is a huge Dwayne Johnson fan. She's like, is there, my so my friend brother's like, is there any way you can get him to do a video, man? Like, this is just a stab in the dark. Her birthday's coming up. It's turning, I don't know, 35 or 40, whatever it was. And so I'm like, all right, I'll ask. See what he says, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I'll do my duty. So I ask, that was it. Next thing you know, he sends me the video. Come on. And I'm like, What? He's driving in a car. He's like, this is dangerous to do. But I'm going to do this for my friend Spice. Hey, Gloria, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? Wow. So, he's. needless to say, he is a pretty cool dude.
0: Oh, man, that is is awesome. Who did you look up to comedy-wise? Because you are such a physical comedian. You said Saturday Night Live. You were a big fan of SNL growing up. Who, who were your yeah. uh, comedic uh, inspirations?
2: Eddie Murphy, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, Red Fox, Richard Pryor, and then, like, Martin Lawrence could do no wrong. Like, Martin Lawrence, for me, was, like, the next Eddie Murphy. Like, after Eddie Murphy, then it was, like, Martin Lawrence for me in, in my era. So, <sighs> um, you know, watching him and then him having his own show and then deaf Comedy Jam and everything like that was the best and then so after Martin for me is like Chris Rock and then Dave Chappelle.
0: Oh yeah well all of those guys have characters too so is there any chance that Spice Adams the special is going to be uh, coming out with all your your characters and your sketch comedy?
2: Yeah right. I, I Come would, on! Uh, that, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh that would be fun. I would love to do that. You know, I, I have a production company, so uh maybe maybe something like that could could happen.
0: Yeah, but well I'll help you out it, with we'll it. See. You know, you can you can take the <laughs> idea and I'll help you I'll help y'all work on it. I'll I'll be a producer. I've got a lot of free time these days.
2: <laughs> you do? Hey, but, I appreciate it. But that that would be real cool. That would be really cool.
0: Anthony, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the sportscaster and her son. Um, I have one last question because my son does not think I'm funny and he doesn't believe mm-hmm. that I'm hilarious. I think I'm pretty funny. I think I'm I'm pretty yeah. funny. And we got it. Did you show him the yeah. one with you and uh Pat Manley? That was hilarious. I know, see? You know, he doesn't think I'm funny at all. But do your kids think you're funny?
2: Yeah. They do. They do. And sometimes
0: it's it helps me and sometimes it hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right because they won't take you seriously, right? Right, it's more hurt than help. <laughs> I know. Well, thank you again. We really appreciate it. Uh Jason, when I told him, "Hey, let's let's get Anthony Adams." They were like Oh,
1: I was what? so I was so excited. Yeah. Are you a hype?
0: Oh, I mean Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, my, my, both my, my my comedy is for everybody. Yes you know, it is. Know,
2: And then the the thing is, if you turn on one of my videos on Instagram, you can play it as loud as you want in the office. It's office friendly.
0: You're right. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was playing one of your videos this morning and my husband walked by, saw it on the computer and just started laughing. He just it just makes it makes everybody laugh because you do the stuff that everybody does to be like stupid funny, but you actually have the nerve to to pull it off and it's brilliant. I love it and I'm so proud of you and everything that you've done with your uh, your post football career. Keep it going, Spice. We love you.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
0: So Anthony Adams actually did a Flat Stanley story for me at NBC. Jason, what grade were you and your twin brother in when you did Flat Stanley? I
1: was in second grade, and I remember my class didn't really do the Flat Stanley thing, but his class did it, and we actually had, like, a job day at school where a lot of people, um, a lot of parents would come and advertise their jobs, and you came, and you just set up the TV and kept playing the Flat Stanley thing, and I think you had by far the most kids over... At years, I don't know if it was a mix between you know Bears and they were good back then.
0: But it um, was Anthony Adams so. that that.
1: Oh yeah, for Anthony sure. Adams
0: and Lovey Smith and they all. I think like, Jay
1: Cutler was in it. Jay for a Cutler little bit. did
0: a little bit where he actually walked out over. He stepped on Flat Stanley when they were running off the field. Um, I mean, so Anthony Adams is. I'm so it's it's great to see his success. It's it's been awesome. Let's talk about your predictions now. What what should we look forward to here in the future, Jason?
1: Okay, so we're still several weeks out from the MLB playoffs. I just want to say this because I don't want it to sound like I'm saying this and it already happened. I think the Mets are going to make the playoffs. They've been red hot. I think it's like 15 out of their last 16 games they've won. So I'm going to ride the Mets wave here. Um, Moving to more personal side, I think I'm going to get all my college apps done before school starts. Everyone's telling me it's impossible. It's really not. Pretty short. Um, Just got to put your heart into it. How many are Um, you doing? I'm doing 12.
0: Oh, Lord.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's not that bad. Um, and then actually I'm going to stick to school. And I'm going to say that by the end of the weekend, I get my other summer reading book done. <laughs> by um, the end of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. I, I'm okay. pretty confident I should get it done.
0: Okay. All right. And now my final thought. I, for one, think that you should laugh every day. Honestly, good hearty laughing is so good for you. I love to watch the comedy roasts on Comedy Central. Uh, I watched Wanda Sykes recently. Um, I used to love watching Lisa Lampanelli because she always kind of found a way to incorporate some athletes at her shows. I remember
1: she was on a Celebrity Apprentice.
0: And we believe that she, there was actually a local Bears tie-in one time, but I'm I'm not. Uh, certain um, that had us all laughing very hard. Uh, I grew up watching Carol Burnett and Lucille Ball and I would sneak downstairs to watch Saturday Night Live when I was a kid because my parents hated us watching it. They thought it was dirty comedy. Uh, Eddie Murphy, Gilda Radner, I mean, it was the best. Um, Lately, I've been watching some of the old Chris Rock stand-up very, very funny. If you look back from five years ago, it's absolutely hysterical. I listen to Kevin Hart when I'm working out. um, And these days, you know, I have found that there is a blurred line with comedy and sports. And the reason that we like comedy is because Quite often they cross the line and they say things that we would never say in public. They tackle the taboo, right? As long as it's done in the vein of comedy, that's when I think it's okay. When it's not okay is when some sports sites um, kind of cross that line saying that they're being funny and they, they are treated as mainstream, uh, almost like sports media. Um, that's where it gets bad because the public you got to know better than to expect all sports media sites to be journalistic. Some are just meant for entertainment, and it's okay to laugh at that, but do keep them separate. Understand that they are comedians, they're not reporters, and appreciate for those of us who are reporters and are giving you the facts um, that that's what we do, that's our jobs. And those who are there to entertain you, that's what they are doing. Sports journalism gives us truths. Sports comedy makes us laugh, and it's okay sometimes if it makes us cringe. It's comedy. We need both. We don't need both trying to be the other. Our thanks to Anthony Adams. You can follow him on YouTube and Twitter at Spice Adams or his website SpiceAdams.com. Thank you to TNT and the Chicago Blackhawks for our audio clips and all the others that we have found. Thanks to Adam Yaffe for his amazing support and expertise in driving the podcast. Our artwork and logo is designed by Shay Conander. Please subscribe to our podcast, The Sportscaster and Her Son, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Apple, really wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and the sportscaster and herson.com.
1: You can find my stories on Fanside and my mom's on NBC Chicago.com. Thank you very much for listening.
0: Thank you guys. Sportscaster and her son is brought to you by Electroflex, a global leader in electrical conduit for over 60 years. Makers of Liquitite Flexible Conduit, electrically connecting our world.